Hey everyone, welcome to another Devo. Patrick and Jamie here. We're excited to have you as always. And today we have a doozy of a uh, of a passage for you, right, Pat? We sure do. This might go down in in history. Wow, my microphone's acting up Uh-oh. as the shortest devotional we've ever done. <laughs> you never know. We might be inspired, and it might end up being like a longer one. You you, you don't know, Pat. You don't. You, know. you don't know. And we're going to dive into the unknown because we don't know how this is going to go by checking out Zephaniah chapter one. Good old Zephaniah. Now, um, Patrick, if your name was Zephaniah, which it's not, your name's Patrick, what would be your nickname? Zep. Z-E-P. Just Z-E-P? Zep? Isn't that like a cleaning product or something? I don't know. No, I think that's Zest. Zestfully oh, clean. Got it. You're not fully clean. <laughs> Zestfully clean. Yeah, I would go by Zeb. I know someone named Zeb Z E B. Yeah, and like he cool. he's a cool guy. So I would go with Zep. Zep. Well, you wouldn't go with Naya. Naya kind of sounds a little bit more like a girl's name. If I was gonna do Naya, I'd do the Panaya. I'd Panaya. Let's start, let's start with. Or you could just go by Z. Be like, "Hey, my name's Z." You know, that's, that's cool. That's cool. We could right. do that. All right. So chapter here we one. Are. Zep. Chapter Zep. one. Verse one through. You want me to read this? You want to read it? Where are we yeah, at? Here? You can, you can go ahead and, and oh. read it. Cause I think you, there's a lot of names here. You can, you can run through, run through the, the first chapter. So we'll get through it quickly. All right, here we go. The word of the Lord that came to Zephaniah, son of Cushi, the son of, Gedaliah, the son of Amariah, the son of Hezekiah, during the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah. I will sweep away everything from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. I will sweep away both man and beast. I will sweep away the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea and the idols that cause the wicked to stumble. When I destroy all mankind on the face of the earth, declares the Lord, I will stretch out my hand against Judah and against all who live in Jerusalem. I will destroy every remnant of Baal worship in this place, the very names of the idolatrous priests, those who bow down uh, on the roofs to to worship the starry host, those who bow down and swear by the Lord and who also swear by Molech, those who turn back, from following the Lord and neither seek the Lord nor inquire of him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. But thanks for checking out today's devotional. We'll see you next week. Whoa, 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 Pat. We can't just, we can't just drop a pretty, uh, pretty harsh, uh, thing here. And then, uh, and then not give at least a couple comments on it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. So verse one, just a lot of uh, uh, looks like family tree background, but it does start off with how we end every scripture passage reading saying the word of the Lord. Uh, So it's very cool to see that uh, we started this particular passage by saying the word of the Lord came to a specific person. Yeah. uh, And then the Zephaniah's whole family tree outlined, which is... yeah. And what's, cool. Cool, and what's cool about it, too, it says it's during the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah. Now, Josiah, when you go through the book of Kings or Chronicles, 
it, it talks about all these different kings and it always tells you whether or not they were good or bad. Okay. And most of them were bad. Spoiler oh. alert. Most <laughs> of them were like, bad news. Like they didn't do good. Yeah. Josiah, however, uh, and maybe if you know people who are like really like, there's a lot of Christian families out there I know who name their kids Josiah. Um, yeah. Because he was one of the good ones. Yeah. Josiah, um, it says that Josiah kind of walked in the ways of, of David, King David, which was a good thing. Um, Josiah called the people uh, basically back to following the word of the Lord because they had steered pretty far away from it. And uh-huh. so he was known as being like a pretty good king. He wasn't, he wasn't bad. Um, a lot of the phrasing they'll use is they'll say a king, they'll say he did evil in the eyes of the Lord, um, which yeah. sounds pretty dark. Yeah. Uh, so this is during Josiah's time. Um, and so that gives us a little bit of context. Like people now are being kind of, they know the word of the Lord. Um, they've, they've heard it. It's been found again. It's been preached to them. They know they should at least now be accountable for right and wrong. And then we get into chapter two or verse two here. <laughs> yeah. And this little chunk is titled judgment on the whole earth in the day of the Lord. Wow. <laughs> thanks yeah so uh when you just read it this just now i was thinking about verse two and in verse three there's a lot of i will sweep away statements and the vision that came to mind was uh of god like with a giant broom sweeping like the ground but God was ginormous and the ground was like our communities and it was in the middle of a ferocious wind storm. <laughs> so it was like, God's just like sweeping and all these debris are getting thrown up into the wind and everything is being scattered like crazy. Yeah. You know, I looked up the word for sweep here because you know, uh, that's kind of what I do. <laughs> and, and the word is, um, asap or, just kind of like the letters S and P, but with an A in front, sort of. Um, anyway, it gets in the Hebrew language, but it can mean a lot of things. So it can be to gather something, right? So like sometimes when you're sweeping like a pile, you make a pile, you're gathering it together or to bring something in to receive something, um, to retract uh, something, which, you know, like you might have a retractable, I don't know, what do people have that's retractable? like a pool cover is retractable. Yeah. Um, It also can mean to destroy or to pull back. So um, I like the the term that's used sweep. I think that's a cool term um, that we've translated that word as. So um, yeah, God is going to do something here and it's judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Big yikes. Yeah, sweeping away everything from the face of the earth, sweeping away both man and beast, the way the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea and the idols that cause the wicked to stumble. Like okay, that's kind of a little zing that he yeah. put in there. <laughs> right? I was gonna say, yeah, it's a little <laughs> different. You know, it sounds like uh God, the Lord, is really sweeping away like things that I can image imagine very well birds fish and then all of a sudden out left field an idol yeah (laughs) right something that someone is worshiping instead of christ like giving their dedicating their lives to almost i think like in modern times 
a lot of people are on the very edge of being on the verge of worshiping their phones almost. Ooh, good point. <laughs> I don't know if anyone would admit it, but I think we as a society spend a lot of time on our phones. Yeah. Including myself. <laughs> and we worship, you know, we worship things that we think are like perfect or beautiful or that we can get something from. And our phones are like that a lot, you know, like our phones can kind of take the best pictures of us and try to make us look like super great. Um, so a lot of times when we're worshiping our phones, it's almost like we're worshiping ourselves. Right. Um, Cause we're looking at the best version of ourselves, or we're looking at the best version of someone else. And we hold that up as like the standard to live by. So yeah. It does seem in this passage that uh, this word of the Lord uh, that's being preached through the prophet to the people is talking about God's judgment and destruction. Now, judgment, like, you know, I don't know, not, probably none of you have been to a trial, like where you're accused of something. And there's like two phases, right? Like one phase is deciding, like, are you guilty or not? And then the other phase is deciding what your punishment should be if you are guilty. Right, yeah. And so like the first phase, like, okay, you're guilty. Like if God's going to judge you, God is, is the one, like God is the one who's knows, like God can just say it and, and you're judged. Yeah. He doesn't need to have a trial. Right. Um, so this would be more of the like phase of like, well, you did it. So here we go. But if you think about a judge, if a judge couldn't give you a punishment, what would the, what would be the benefit of that judge? Yeah, True. Right. Like if they couldn't, if they could not affect anything in your life at all, then what's the point? Like, would anyone even show up for a trial? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, why would you? But what uh, throws me off in verse three yeah. I, on that line, that's so weird. And the idols that cause the wicked to stumble. It's interesting. The word wicked. Mm. I, if I was to like, if this was like a fill in the blank kind of scenario and I was reading this, I would maybe write in, just the people, just general people, not, yeah. not the wicked. And so an idol that makes even the wicked stumble is a pretty <laughs> like bad idol, I guess. I don't yeah, yeah. know what I'm thinking about. And it, it seems in here that, that uh, the prophet is saying like, Hey, God is so powerful. He can destroy anything and everything. And he will um, <laughs> like, He's going to wipe everything off the face of the earth. God can do that. God, you know, this is judgment day we're talking about here, right? Judgment for the whole earth, the day of the Lord. Um, however, there's also warnings that are built into this. Mm. And so this warning here is against idolatry, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it just seems so like in, in it's, it's written because it's like, this is going to happen. God is going to do this, Right. So the second half of verse three, when I destroy all mankind on the face of the earth, declares the Lord. Now, wow, right? That's like not yeah. the happiest thought that you've probably ever heard in your life. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but there is this idea of the day of judgment where God is going gonna, is gonna to come and wipe everything out and then make everything new again. Right. And I keep hearing this idea lately, and I don't, I don't know why people keep saying it um, or why it keeps coming up, but it's the idea of, of you know, there has to be a death to have new life. Um, and, and so this is like kind of the death phase, um, but there has to be death to have 
new life. And so this is like where the death comes in, where, where God does destroy. Now, we think, well, wait a minute. I thought back in the time when Noah built an ark, God said he wasn't going to wipe uh, men off the face of the earth again. Um, and that's what a rainbow is. And that promise is kind of that God's not going to do it in that way, <laughs> like with a flood. <laughs> right. So you'll yeah. notice he's not talking about floods here. Um, there's other stuff, but let's keep going because I think there's some other warnings for us that come in this. Yeah. Verse four, I will stretch out my hand against Judah and against all who live in Jerusalem. I'll destroy every remnant of Baal worship in this place. The very names of the idolatrous priests. Whoa. Okay. So that that's saying a couple of things. One is I'll stretch out my hand against Judah. Now Judah is, you know, God's chosen people, uh, kind of an area of, of where God's chosen people have settled a kingdom and against all who live in Jerusalem. So it's kind of like, it doesn't matter what kingdom you're a part of. It doesn't matter what city you're a part of. God's, God's going to stretch his hand out. He, he looks, and we've learned this from other passages, God looks at the heart. He doesn't look at your zip code. Um, yeah. You know, right? He doesn't look at, you're like, well, I live in a gated community, so God's not going to wipe me out. No, it doesn't matter, right? God, God uh, is God, and he can do what he wants to do. So yeah. it doesn't matter if you're in Judah, doesn't matter if it's in Jerusalem. It says he'll destroy every remnant, every last little remaining piece of Baal worship. Baal's a false god. Um, God's going to do that. Now, why would God go after that? I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> I think, yeah, Pat's like, I, I don't know. This whole passage. Like false god. Path, Baal's the false, false god. Yeah, I, it's kind of like it's kind of like you're refining something. And when you refine something, you're getting rid of all the bad stuff and leaving the good stuff behind. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, kind of like what you were saying, God isn't looking at like your zip code or if you're in a gay community or not. God's also not looking at your life from like uh outside lens, right? God's mm-hmm. not analyzing like our lives as I could analyze your life, Jamie. Like I know you right. really well. I could like spill a lot of stuff about you and Oh yeah. But like God's not viewing it from that perspective. Like you said it the best. God's really looking at our heart. Yeah. And that's something that only God can do. Like I could tell you everything about myself, but at at the end of the day that's God still knows more. Yeah. And, and he does, he knows, he knows more, he knows where you're at. And he, you know, it's interesting here in this passage that the thing that seems to kind of enrage this purification or make this purification idea uh, become so necessary is the false worship of false gods, right? So there's this thing um, when we look at uh, all of scripture and all of, you know, our understandings of God, um, the Westminster Confessions uh, in, in our church is what it's called. But anyway, it's it's old school deal, like John Calvin times. And one of the questions in it is, uh, what is the chief end of man? Like, what is the purpose of us? What are we supposed to do? And it's to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So if our job, if the reason for our being created and functioning is to bring glory to God, if we're choosing to then bring glory to something else that's not God, 
whether that's with our phones or with how we worship or with where we put our money, we're doing the opposite of what we were created to do. Hmm. And so God is now in the process of doing the opposite of creating us. And that's what this is about, right? So God, instead of building us up, he's tearing it down because we are not doing the right thing. Yeah. We're not following God. And verse five even goes into some of some of the specific people that aren't doing the right thing. Those who bow down on roofs to worship the starry host. So I would imagine stars. Is that what you? Is that what you've been doing lately, Pat? I, I you know or what? You go bow down on bowing down on the roofs. I have never been on the roof of the building I live in. Ever. Well, you know that's probably okay. <laughs> you've never well, been on. Now the roof. I'm curious what's up there. <laughs> But yeah, that's probably okay. It also says those who bow down and swear by the Lord and who also swear by Molech. Ooh, that's a false god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a false god. But also swearing by the Lord also isn't really a good thing to do either because you don't know what the Lord's going to do. We don't control yeah. God. Right. We go, you know what? I swear God's going to give you a million dollars. You can't yeah. say, like, what does that even that, mean? That can't, you're you can't not God. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. How are you going to know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just examples. And then verse six, those who turn back from following the Lord and neither seek the Lord nor inquire of him. Now mm. I think that this is, this is the worst mm. people who have followed Christ before and then stop neither seek the Lord nor inquire of him. Something big had to have happened in your life. I think to kind of turn your back to the Lord. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And, and that's, it's funny because in, in scripture and in the history of the people of Israel, that's their constant struggle. It's they, they turn to follow God and there are people who lead them in that. And then, and then they turn away. They forget, they forget what God has done and they turn back. And, and in this time too, you know, Josiah does follow the Lord, but Josiah doesn't last forever. Um, and the kings that they have, they, they forget. They forget about the Lord. Um, and then they turn and they don't follow God anymore, right? They don't look for God. Now, back then, it was pretty specific, like, or not specific, but it was, it was pretty known for God's people. When you wanted to know, like, if you're going to win in a battle, like, if you should go to battle, like, people would go to the Lord. Like, they would bring this decision to God. And they would talk to priests and they would go to the tabernacle or to the temple and check and see, like, is this what we're supposed to do? And they would inquire of the Lord and they would figure it out. You know, now we don't do that. You know, if our country's like, oh, are we going to go into battle? Well, they don't like have a prayer meeting. Uh, <laughs> we have advisors and people, you know, look at the geopolitical climate uh, and, and look to scientists and and specialists and they come together to make a decision. And I think for a lot of us, we forget that God actually cares about the decisions that we make. We should seek him and we should inquire of God um, when we have big decisions to make. Like, That's I don't right. know, Pat, what was the, what was like the last big decision you've had to make? <laughs> well, uh, I think the last big decision I've had to make was whether or not I'm going to have like run youth group during COVID. Like yeah. In person. Yeah. It's exactly. like a big decision. <laughs> and it's a big decision because you know that youth group is really important 
and you know that people care like about being there and but at the same time people's health and safety is really important right so it's like yeah. a hard decision to make yeah so how do you inquire of the lord just pray yeah i don't know some people might ask like for a sign like give yeah. me a sign like whatever i'm not i'm not that kind of person i just pray yeah I say god like show me the way tell me what you want me to do perfect make my path obvious to me uh yeah. like a be a lamp to my feet like the passage yep so i think we forget I how simple that is some people are like well i don't know how to pray uh or i don't know if god's speaking to me or not and and i would say well you know what like it, it's really about you setting your heart before the lord and being willing to do what god tells you so like for example, let's say you're going to make a really tough decision. Like how about what's college you're going to go to? That's oh, a yeah. great example, right? You've got seniors who are, want to choose a college and they're trying to decide and they don't want to make a mistake. And then that's a big deal. It's kind of setting up the next four years of your life. Um, what I would say is, you know, in your heart, you kind of have an idea where you want to go, but give that decision to the Lord, like pray, like, just like Pat said, you know, stop where you're at and say, God, what school do you want me to go to? And then stop and listen and give, give God a chance to speak into that. And maybe God will shape and change your heart. Maybe God will say like, no, I think you really need to move in this direction. Or maybe God will even confirm what's on your heart. But the challenge in the part that, that a lot of us do is a lot of us don't even bother to ask God. We just do what we think is best. Yeah. Yeah. And, or the other side of that is sometimes we think, well, God didn't give me like Pat said, a specific sign or a revelation or something that's like, you know, kind of a big deal that stands out. Um, Therefore I I don't know what I'm going to do because God didn't give me this thing or or therefore, I think I'm, I'm going down the wrong path because God didn't, you know, illuminate every single little step that I took down that path. And that's not really it. It's more of how do I inquire of the Lord today? Yeah. How, do I, how do I just, you know, bring God into the decision-making process? Right. Yeah. Just prayer. That's, that's, my, that's my answer. That's like a good place to start at least. That, uh, that is. And it's also probably a good place for us to finish our debut today. That's right. Thanks for checking it out on this strange passage. You'll hear from us again soon. Bye-bye.